It is time for First Strike First Look right here on VEASAN. I'm your host, Dave Ross, joined once again by Jordan Sherwood, ESPN Chicago. Follow him on Twitter as I do at Woodon1063. Jordan, we got a big one this weekend, my friend. UFC 271, and uh, my goodness, it's a rematch when you have Izzy Adesanya defending his crown against the Reaper Robert Whitaker, but of course, whenever you get a pay-per-view, you got a really deep card. So we're going to get into the nuts and bolts of this card. But let's start right at the top, Jordan. Most of the time, rematches go the way that the first fight went. And it was easy pickings for the last style bender. And conversely, now you look at it and see that Robert Whitaker, it looks like an uphill battle that he's got to climb. Plus 225, Izzy minus 280. Should we have hope that we're going to see a different fight from Robert Whitaker than the one we saw the first time against the last style bender? I mean, I think it'll be a different game plan for Robert Whitaker. He'll, he'll come into this fight a little bit more tentative. And I think he'll come into this fight looking to showcase a little bit more of a, a wrestling uh, skill set, or at least attack, because he saw Jan Blahovich, uh, you know, utilize that and be successful with it against Israel Adesanya when they fought at, at, you know, 205 pounds, of course, this fight is, you know, 185. Uh, so I, I think, yeah, I think we'll see a little bit more of uh, a different fighter in Robert Whitaker. He also says he's in a better headspace than he was back at, you know, UFC 243 uh, when he lost via th- third round TKO and look, he's looked better. He's got three wins against, you know, top tier talent and 185 pounds and Darren Till, Jared Cannonier and Calvin Gastelum. But Dave, at the end of the day, like, I, I think we're talking about a unique talent in Israel Adesanya, a, a guy that, yes, mm. just recently got his first blemish. But I, I think he, if he wants to, can be the kingpin at 185 pounds until he decides to not be the kingpin uh, anymore. I think he's that talented. Uh, you know, his, his background in kickboxing, his athleticism, the camp he comes from, and just how he's matured into being one of the best fighters we've ever seen in a short time uh, since coming to the UFC. Israel Adesanya is something to behold, and I'm happy he's being featured uh, on Super Bowl weekend for sure. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I know a lot of people are like, why would you do a big UFC event uh, the night before the Super Bowl? I'm like, no, I think there are going to be a lot of eyes that are on this uh, as, you know, maybe you've been waiting for the Super Bowl for a week and a half, and you're like, give me something else, and then you get a big-time card like this. And when you do have the last style bender on it, look, that's going to attract some eyeballs. Whenever you've watched him, other than, as you mentioned, going up to take on Jan Blachowicz, He's been dominating in this weight class at 185. Really just no competition for him here. But I I guess when you look at styles and and certainly pathways to victory, if it goes the way it did the first time, that would be Izzy by KO, TKO, or DQ. Got that done in the second round. That's plus 165. Interesting to me that Izzy to win by decision is about the same number, plus 150. So I I feel like the bookmakers are anticipating – that it's not going to be as easy for Adesanya as it was the first time. Do you see that reflected in the numbers? I do. I, I do. But I think it's, it's, it's not, it's not going to be like easy for Israel Adesanya because Israel Adesanya is going to find his, his way to his path to victory. And I think you also have to take into account, you know, again, it's a, it's going to be a larger octagon. They're in Houston for a, for a pay-per-view. So 30 foot octagon, not a 20, 25 foot octagon like they were uh, getting used to at at the apex or what we're used to with the apex. And then, you know, also I think Robert Whitaker's not going to rush in and, and look for that kill shot. He's going to have to be tentative and probably want to play a kickboxing battle 
uh, with Israel Adesanya, which you know falls right in what Israel Adesanya wants to accomplish. I mean, he's going to look to counter-strike, utilize his length, his reach, uh, and his speed advantage uh, to get Robert Whittaker out of there. But I, I, I think unanimous decision is probably a smart play. I, I, I like the over, and, and I do like a decision at least early on in fight week because also – Look what happened the last time. You know, the last time out is Rosani mm-hmm. bounces back from that loss and an impressive, dominant, unanimous position victory for Marvin Vittoria, uh, who's no slouch at 185 pounds. So uh, I, I think to, to win the fight, Robert Whitaker is going to have to, like, go into the fire. And I just don't think he's going to want to do that against Rosani. So he's going to look to be successful, um, you know, rushing and rushing out, but more so getting the takedowns. And that's going to be, you know, multiple rounds in favor of Rosani because of his outstanding takedown defense. This is First Strike, First Look right here on Beast and Dave Ross joined alongside Jordan Sherwood. And Jordan, again, conversely, when you look at the challenger here and Robert Whitaker trying to get back his strap here to win by KO, TKO, DQ, plus 650. And you say, well, that, that feels like long odds. Well, to win by decision is plus 450. You mentioned the wrestling. And not that Jan, not everybody's Jan Bohovic, and certainly you can't go in there at 205 pounds. That was a huge uh, deciding victory when he basically was able to wear out Israel Adesanya. If Robert Whitaker wants to utilize that, could you see him getting a submission somehow, which would be plus 2,000? Because I guess the conventional wisdom is if he stays on the feet, what would be different than what we saw the first time? If he goes down and wrestles and eventually looks for a sub— I mean, good luck, but plus 2,000 feels like as big a long shot as that is. You mentioned it. He's going to try to grapple, right? I, he's going to try and grapple, but, like, I, I just, A, I'm not overly confident in, like, Robert Whitaker's, you know, submission skills. So there's <laughs> one thing. And the second, I, I mean, I know, he, I know he could handle himself on the ground, but the other thing, too, is just, like, it goes back to Israel Adesanya and, and just who he is as a fighter. Like we, we haven't right. seen him have to utilize uh, submission defense, but I got to believe that he's got it. I got to believe that city kickboxing has, has schooled him and he's such an educated fighter. And what I mean by that is he's always learning and always trying to improve on his skill set. So I, I think fine if you want to, you know, a shot in the dark. I mean, it's Super Bowl weekend. We've got some interesting prop bets probably being in play <laughs> the next day. So if you want to throw in a Robert Whitaker via the uh, via submission because it's that type of weekend, sure. I, I don't see how that how that happens. I mean, I think it's either he he right. he, he, he hits him he hits him he finishes him via TKO or he tries to get a unanimous decision victory. Either way, that's not the angle that I'm going to play. I mean, obviously, I think you know. At least it stands today. Yeah. I'm playing Israel Adesanya, likely via decision, likely the over. But you know, maybe my attitude will change come fight night. Uh, he'll he'll get the finish because obviously we know Israel Adesanya can do that. And that's why it's so difficult when you look at the numbers if you're a Robert Whitaker guy here and try to back him and figure out the pathway to victory here. But plus six fifty. To your point, the plus 2,000 is the ultimate long shot. I mean, maybe you can find a scenario where you hurt Izzy, get him down to the ground, and then go for a rear naked, but doesn't seem probable. Plus 650 uh, to get the knockout would seem like maybe the more logical play if Robert Whitaker is to somehow score this big upset. Let's go to the co-made event here and go up in weight to the heavies. And my goodness, when you have Derek Lewis, the Black Beast, back in there at minus 180 against the king of the shoeys, tied to Ivasa. Plus 155. My goodness. I mean, yes, I'm excited for the championship bout. But this, in a three-round bout, 
what do you make of these numbers? Because it feels like whoever gets hit, hit first might be the guy that goes down first. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the under at one and a half at a dollar seventy certainly worth. You know, it's probably going to trend up. Uh, you know, Derek Past. Lewis should be the favorite. He he's you know he's a KO artist. You know, uh, I'm going to throw it out there, even though you know we we threw it out there the last time he fought in Texas. He's ten and one in Texas. His his only loss was the last <laughs> time he was there against Cyril Gunn, and he. He, you know, self-admittedly, whether you believe him or not, the, the hype got to him, the emotion got to him, uh, the title shot scenario got to him. And, and obviously we know how talented Cyril Gunn is, but so take into account exactly. his record in Texas. Ty Tuivasa is going to give him the fight that he wants. Like, like Cyril Gunn wasn't going to give him the fight that he wants. Like Francis Ngannou, like wasn't going to give him the fight he wants. Even, even to some extent, um, Curtis Blades. Didn't give him the fight he wanted, but just Derek Lewis landed an unbelievable knockout and a takedown defense. Taiju Vaz oh is going to walk into the center of the octagon and be like, let's just throw bombs and see who who knocks each other out. So that's great. Uh, you know, and, and both guys extremely athletic, but both guys, you know, again, KO artists. Lewis, 26 and 8, 21 knockouts. Taiju Vaz is 13 and 3, 12 knockouts. Uh, and his only losses were the guys that are high level, that you would consider high level in the heavyweight division. And I consider Derek Lewis that. So. Uh, the dollar 90 probably on Lewis definitely, I think is going to trend up. Um, and the under probably going to trend up as well. So Lewis via knockout is likely to play for me this early on in fight week. And that's why when you listen to, to first strike, first look here again, to Jordan's point, those numbers are going to probably change. So if you are Derek Lewis, Black Beast backer here, and you think it's going to be a quick night, and I'm kind of with you. I don't know how you play the over on this unless they're zombies, but boy, these guys hit so hard both ways. I don't know that either one of these guys can walk through the other's power. So I don't see how you play it over. But if you want to do it, then you're probably going to get better value even later on in the fight week. So depending on which side you like here, that's why we give you these numbers here on a Tuesday as we get ready. We'll have first strike right here in Beeson on Friday. And, of course, fight night on Saturday night. Let's go down the board here just a little bit here. Jared Cannonier. Oh, my goodness. Against Derek Brunson. Cannonier, uh, minus 165. Brunson is plus 145 here, and the winner of this fight could say, hey, we get the winner of Izzy and Robert Whitaker in the main event. I think they can make a, a solid claim for that. And look, Jordan, we go deep into the numbers here on first strike, but I just want to point out that blonde Derek Brunson is undefeated. Are you going to go against blonde Derek Brunson? And take Jared at minus 165. You don't have to give me your official prediction now, but just know that that stat, since he dyed his hair blonde, never lost Derek Brunson. Yeah, well, no, no, and I'll throw it even further to you. Derek Brunson uh, opened as a plus 115 underdog against Darren Till, cashed. He opened as a plus 230 underdog against Edmund Shabazian, cashed. He opened up as a plus 165 underdog against Ian Heinish, cashed. Like, He's been cashing as the underdog. He's the underdog. <laughs> like, 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 come on. Yes. Blonde Derek, Derek Brunson. I'm an underdog, Derek Brunson. Like, uh, yeah. I, I mean, dude is, dude has refigured himself, uh, you know, at, at his age. Although I, I, I disagree with you. I know it's not about betting here, but I disagree with you. I think the winner of this fight should fight Sean Strickland. Uh, so I, I don't think either one of these guys deserves a title shot. I don't think Sean Strickland deserves a title shot after that effort. Give me, give me Strickland versus the winner of this fight, or, or if I have to, Strickland versus Marvin Vittori. But uh, I think the winner, Strickland versus the winner of this fight should, should be next for both guys. 
I'm going to call on Sean, Sean sells uh, Shelby and Dana Shelby, White and see yeah, if you can match you. make that. Yeah. Cause I think Shelby, yeah, I think that's actually, uh, I like where your head's at there. That is actually very, very intriguing. Uh, but yeah, you're right. Derek Brunson for my money, he just seems to get overlooked and just disregarded for whatever reason. And yeah, he just seems to cash tickets as a dog, whether he's got blonde hair or not. So again, we won't give our official fight predictions till till Friday on first strike. But at plus one forty-five, that certainly caught my attention. Uh, one fight that caught our producer's attention, Britton Hess. He's looking at Andre Arlovsky and going, he's only minus one forty-five against J- Jared Vendera. And I know that Arlovsky's the old man. He's a long time ago champion in the heavyweight division in the UFC, but. You know, Arlovsky, post-40, he's actually on a, on a bit of a roll here as of late. What do you make of old man Andre back in a favorite Yeah, spot? it's I, it's like the third coming of Andre Arlovsky because, like, he was the champ, yeah. and he, like, fell off when he was, like, in, you know, Bellator or, or, or over, uh, you know, with Elite XC or whatever organization that was, I forgot. Um, and then he came back, and he was on a streak. Then he was losing again. Now he's back, like— I think I, I actually I think I like him and respect him as the favorite. I think you know Vander is not like a heavy puncher that Arlovsky would struggle with before. A guy that's going to probably look to fight to take this fight to the ground. Orlovsky, you know, has still got an outstanding kickboxing set. He's got good boxing, good takedown defense, still an athlete. So uh, I, I think you know three rounds this is going to go. Neither guy's going to likely knock each other out. Uh, so mm-hmm. Orlovsky via decision, whatever price you could probably get that at, and the over and. Um, yeah, I think he should be the favorite. I mean, he's this is an impressive that Andre Olovsky is still doing what he's doing at his age. Talking with Jordan Sherwood, follow him on Twitter, Wood on 1063. First strike, first look very quickly as we wrap this up. So we'll give away all of our powder, and we keep that dry till Friday's show. Any other fight, though, on this card? Because it is so deep. And when you look at some of the other names, Roxanne Montefiore's on this card. She's a big underdog in this one. Uh, you've got a lot of other named fighters going to be going off a little bit earlier. Any other fight that really catches your eye? Uh, well, I think two for sure. I think Alex Perez and Matt Schnell, the under at two yeah. and a half. I think one of those guys is getting finished. They've been supposed to fight four times before. A couple of different <laughs> cancellations. Misses weight. So I think there's going to be a finish in that fight. Perez is 24 wins, 12 finishes. Schnell is 15 and five. He's been finished four times. Uh, he does have eight submission wins. The other one, I'm probably going out on a limb, and I got to wait until it, the odds are a little bit more in my favor. But I, okay. as much respect as I have for the happy warrior, Roxanne Matafari should be a first ballot oh. Hall of Famer as a female pioneer. Casey O'Neill is the real deal. I mean, she's eight and zero, oh, three finishes in the UFC, all three of her bouts. And albeit that Roxanne Matafari like never gets finished. Like the last time she was finished was July of 2018. And right Mm -hmm. now the odds for the under are plus 195. So they're not juicy enough for a women's fight. I think Casey O'Neill might finish Roxanne Matafari come tomorrow night. I hate to admit it because Roxanne's great. She's an awesome personality. And like I said, ambassador, uh, you know, matriarch, if you will, of women's MMA. Mm -hmm. Casey O'Neill is the real deal. And I think you, you become the real deal if you go out and you finish Roxanne Matafari in her retirement fight because uh, she's already indicated she's retiring after this one. Yeah, Casey O'Neill minus 380, but you're right. I, I second and echo those sentiments about Roxanne Matafari. What a champion she has been for women's MMA, and uh, the Happy Warrior couldn't be a better nickname for her if this is indeed her last fight. Hey, Jordan, always appreciate the conversation, my friend. We'll see you Friday right back here on First Strike, but I appreciate the first look right here on VEASAN.
All right. Always a pleasure, Dave. All right, there he is, Jordan Sherwood. Everybody follow him on Twitter at WoodOn1063. And do not forget to check us out. It's First Strike on VEASAN this Friday and then UFC 271 on Saturday. We'll see you later on this week right here on VEASAN.